John DePietro Show. JKL Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let JKL Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, JKL is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call JKL Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. JKL, they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation, second to none. Whether you're in Rhode Island or Massachusetts, call JKL Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call my friends at JKL, 401 401- Three five one seventy six hundred. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. Let's be nice and comfortable in your home. JKL 401-351-7600. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time maybe weekend work, you need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508 336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Folks, time for DePietro to be joining me. One of my siblings joining us, I should say, she is uh, Donna Perry, who is a columnist with the Sun Chronicle. And uh, DJ, I'd like to start off with um, what last week uh, was a bad week for the state of Rhode Island. The fact that the state seemingly went backwards, hotspot with the virus and causing a lot of confusion with, uh, especially that nearby Massachusetts. And it even went so far as you think about it, Governor Baker even had to say, you know, okay, I guess that's okay. People from Rhode Island can come and shop for groceries in Massachusetts. So I'd like to start off and, and get your thoughts on just last week with the two states and where that leaves us right now. Yes, and uh, good to be with you, J.D. Um, I, I think part of what's going on here is that, you know, they had talked a while ago uh, and there was um, steps toward more of like a regional approach to how they're going to handle Um, you know, the back and forth between the two states and really several of the New England states. And I think 
by making this now like Massachusetts, we don't want you, Rhode Island, Rhode Island, like we don't want you where you come in and you can't use our shoreline, the beaches and all that. Um, I think, number one, as you say, very confusing to people and it's frustrating to people and it's just not really practical um, and so what happened was by saying that a lot of people live between the two borders, Baker had to come back out, kind of correct it and say, well, OK, like if you live, uh, you know, when you live near Seekonk and you're, I don't know, in East Providence and you come over and use the stop and shop plaza, you certainly can do that. Come in where you mask shop and go home. So, but I think it just lends this thing. And now people in mass and I know myself, I think, well, Okay, there goes it. I won't go near Rhode Island Beach. And, you know, certainly you can't park or you'll have police chasing you or something if you have a mass plate. So I I just think that as we're kind of creeping toward the end of the summer and they they, the fact that they still can't have maybe more of a regional cross-border state approach, J.D., we're many months into this. I I think it, it feels demoralizing to people. And that's why. I think what happens with these governors, uh, Baker and Raimondo, is then they get, you know, they get very um, angry is what they see is maybe not cooperation of the public. But then the public sees these kinds of things and they just feel like it's just, you know, it makes no sense. And again, you know, these are very small states, relatively speaking. And so people do a lot of the cross-border stuff. I mean, they have explained, well, okay, if you work toward Boston or greater Boston and you live in Rhode Island, that's okay. Now you're going to have the issue of people bringing kids to college campuses and there's tons of them in Mass. Now he calls that transitory travel, so that's okay. But I don't know if that's, like, clear to people, by the way. Like, you got to really read in the granular detail and by the way i don't know if rhode island has made that distinction so in other words if you are from new jersey and you're bringing your kid to a campus around you know mass or boston or uh you know worcester's a lot of schools then you know you're not considered that you've spent time in the state you can unload your student and and then leave and there's no issue of oh go go back and quarantine and i think those things are just it's just continuing to be sometimes impractical. And I think in the case of Rhode Island, where they really are going to start seeing the impact of this massive loss of revenue, J.D. And I think yes. you've been pointing this out. I mean, really, they've just destroyed what was left of the summer for a lot of the coastal restaurants and, and these little hotels and B&Bs. I don't know how they can survive. What does it say that um, as that came down, that Rhode Island became the outlier from uh, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and even Massachusetts? And, you know, for all this talk about working together, and at one point yeah. it was supposed to be like a Northeast coalition of states, that, that Governor Mundo, you know, I don't know, was not communicating enough with those governors, especially, as I've kind of talked about, in many ways, this breaks off into two different states. The the high infection rate is in the in the urban core, which is Providence and Pawtucket, Central Falls. Block Island had zero cases. Narragansett had zero cases. I don't understand why you couldn't almost make it and explain to them that if someone's going to Newport, Narragansett, or Block Island, they're not then venturing into Providence and Central Falls. Right, and that's a great point. Um, and and that they're they're on the highway, <laughs> and then they, you know. If they're going out to, like you say, South County or or Newport, and or certainly down and get the ferry or whatever to Block Island, I I just think that there's been also just this kind of um, there's there's a couple of questions too about what is the Rhode Island's true positivity rate. Maybe yes. you've been addressing that, and I think that's going to end up worth a lot of investigation because you see these differing numbers, and you wonder. Do the states through the CDC, are they seeing a positivity rate in Rhode Island as an overall number that maybe the public isn't really understanding that? And I, I have been following that a little bit where on the surface, Mass has down there. They kind of got it a little better to 1.9 percent. Rhode Island technically reports itself as 2.3 percent. So you would think, well, those are very similar. But then there's that report 
that's saying, depending on how you look at the new cases, Rhode Island, which is to your point, Central Falls, Pawtucket, Rhode Island is actually more like a 6% positivity rate. And I think that's what hit the red light from the CDC right. to, put, to put Rhode Island as an outlier. So I think what? these are, are, are questions, again, for Dr. Scott and how are you reporting that. It's having a real impact on the state. What do you make of the fact that you have two states side by side? And once again, Rhode Island, it's no more than 15 people gathering. If you see more than 15, you're supposed to call this hotline and alert them that your neighbor's having more than 15 people. But I believe Massachusetts, 50 people. I think that's one of those things, again, it just it right. doesn't make sense to the public. Why do you have two states side by side? And, and that's a big difference, 15 to 50. A couple of things, um, I think, with that. First of all, Baker, for whatever reason, they, the heat, they got mass going with uh, strong enforcement of mask wearing, I thought, very early. And they've been actually very successful with that. Um, and the other thing I would point out is there have been smatterings, but you don't have a regular protest group uh doing around boston with what i'm seeing in providence i think that's a very distinct it's a difference and i think the romando and mayor alorsa i don't know how much longer they can get away with that john Mm. i mean i i just don't see how you can have this i would say it's like a complete constitutional question of of where you are selectively applying the law um and that's with with that whole group but in terms of, like you say, he, Baker has gone to, he had 100 uh, was the count for um, allowable uh, groups outside, and then they went to 50. Um, and so, again, you know, the narrative that's taken place over the past month, really, has been this issue of, oh, people's parties is what is driving up this the little bit of the spike. And it really is a relatively small spike. I think a lot of it does have to do with the summer and the weather and people are cooped up. And I think you will hopefully see that kind of, you know, moderate um, as we're just a few weeks to Labor Day. And thankfully, a lot of young people have the right and they're going to return to a college campus. So, but for Rhode Island to go back to, what is it, 15 outside or 15, something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's see, a huge difference. Go ahead. Yeah. And I would just end with that. Like, I think in that way, by being so prohibitive, um, I see. I think she encourages, in a way, like the, the just the cheating on it, or people just not cooperating, and the, and because that's what's been happening, they're demoralized, and they are just past the point um, of of really maybe listening to this. And um, that doesn't mean they're wishing for someone else to have a you know very bad encounter with this virus. Um, but I do think that you almost set up a more of a contentious. Uh, environment than you need to do by having like a snitch hotline which mass does not have but he he did though he took it up a step a notch because he has now empowered certain police to have the right to say only for the purpose of okay or whatever and rent them and you got like uh you know 58 teenagers running around your yard they have a right for the police to go knock on a door and say i'm sorry you're over the limit and you know go and, and handle it that way. Folks, uh, coming up a lot more with Donna Perry, columnist of the Sun Chronicle. Uh, we're going to cover a lot more right here on the John DePietro Show. Mega truck and trailer appear. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 from Mega MEGA. Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24 hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508 336 2110. 24 hour mobile service and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, mega truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508 336 2110. 508 336 2110. It's mega truck and trailer repair. Have you been thinking about updating your website? 
Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Right now, I'll bet you could use some extra cash. Why not sell some of your gold, silver, other precious metals? Vero Industries, folks, over 40 years experience, they will give you cash. They'll buy your gold, silver, other precious metals. Call Lee today at 401-434-8900. Leo has over 40 years experience. It's V-E-R-O, Vero Industries. They will buy gold. Silver, other precious metals, old, broken, new, silverware, jewelry, serving trays, tea, coffee sets, or pieces. Listen, why not right now sell it and get that cash that you need? Call Leo at Vero Industries, 401-434-8900. Impeccable reputation. Folks, they know the industry better than anyone, and they'll give you what it's worth. Your gold, silver, also a buyer of individual coins, coin collections, watches, half earring pieces, and much more. Call Leo at Vero Industries. Why not get some cash right now for that gold, silver, and other precious metals? Call Leo, 401-434-8900. Weekend evening appointments are available to locations or at your location. Their location, two locations, East Providence and Warwick. Call them Vero Industries. 401-434-8900. Listen, get cash for that gold, silver, other precious metals you have. Call Leo, 401-434-8900. One more time, 434-8900. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. With us is Donna Perry, columnist for the Sun Chronicle. Let's, um, let's go to the presidential front. Uh, as we are speaking right now, it is apparently imminent that former Vice President Joe Biden is going to announce his selection to be his VP. And the last and latest I saw was the New York Times said it's supposed to be midweek, could be today, could be Tuesday, could be Wednesday. But some of the strongest contenders have been Senator Kamala Harris, Susan Rice, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, that Governor Gretchen Whitmer of uh, Michigan, but then the team have also closely considered uh, Senator Tammy Duckworth of Illinois, Governor um, uh, of New Mexico, Representative Karen Bass, Val Demings. There is a story that even Governor Raimondo did meet with them. But Donna Perry, this uh, this certainly is going on longer than people initially thought. It's it's tough to tell if it's going to be someone outside of that crowd that we uh that the, the that i just mentioned it's definitely going to be female now it seems to be is it going to be um a, a woman of color or it is going to be maybe like an elizabeth warren or the governor of michigan what is what is your thought on the latest now with this this biden uh, biden vp selection well i would note that for a guy who has not exactly kept up the busiest presidential campaign trail schedule um, that we've ever seen, the yeah. fact that he, you know, he keeps missing his own self-imposed deadlines of who's the announcement, um, I think might tell you a little bit something of like how Team Biden operates, number one. Um, I also think that they have now stepped in it a little bit, and I think that there's infighting already underway prior to the announcement of who it's going to be and what what that means is that you know for months now they they really set it up and they've allowed a lot of the progressive corner to say not you we suggest that you pick a black female contender and there are many you know certainly that would be qualified to do that you must do it and there was there's been headlines to that effect there's new york times pieces and you know, all kinds of people writing here and there about and saying it it must be. So now they've set themselves up to it must be uh, or there's going to be a lot of backlash. So 
number one, the fact that he's gone from it was originally August 1, that was going to be this weekend, J.D., right now we're, okay, Tuesday and then midweek, you know, very loose deadlines. I And then they have their convention coming up. So I would say at this point, though, by all the reporting, I question if Harris is going to be the pick, but her name certainly still stays high up there. Susan Rice, I think, remains the high a high contender. Um, I don't think Val Demings of Florida can be said to be out of it because she really has the backing of Jim Clyburn, who I would keep an eye. I mean, he's the guy who really yep. almost got Biden where he is. That's right. And in terms of uh, Ramondo and Gretchen Whitmer, Michigan, um, you know, I, I think it's very notable. And you reported this more than anyone. I mean, the fact that Ramondo remained on short lists is you know, is very notable. And I, you know, certainly um, she deserves, you know, credit to be seen in that stratosphere. Um, I think she is viewed as a, a future national figure for the party. I don't think it's her time in this climate, though. That's I don't. And I think um, the fact that Whitmer keeps showing up on a short list. I don't know what that is about like i don't know if it's about they're going to get very practical and they think she can deliver the midwest and i i think there's a lot of younger progressive energy in the in that party jd that really doesn't fully understand stuff like that i mean you you have to deliver certain states or you don't become the president um and so the fact that people think oh whitney how could she be on the list and she's a white female well, I'll tell you, you know, they, they are looking at state-by-state state vote counts. Now, whether she is strong and could deliver those states, I think that's a different question. Um, so, you know, it is probably within the next 48 hours. Um, but I And I think in this kind of a case where he is seen as, let's face it, very older uh, in the game at this point and maybe feeble, I think this is a VP pick. That's going to matter bigger than it might have. Um, people could view this person as someone who could step in and be the president. So that really matters. And Team Trump is going to absolutely go the wall with whoever it is and say, oh, this could be your next president. What do you yes. what do you think about that? Um, so for a couple of those factors, though, I, I wouldn't discount Demings of Florida. And again, when you talk about the value of a state. That, that Florida, as you and I've talked about many times, is is really key to that electoral college uh, map number. And, you know, I don't think there's much of a way for Trump to lose Florida unless they think Demings and a ton of energy in the South could get the black vote very high in Florida. That, that could be a contender against Trump. And I, I absolutely could see where there's a lot of logic around that so i wouldn't i wouldn't say she's out of it and she the fact that she to me has been almost invisible sometimes can tell you something else is going on you know she's actually not been visible in the past weeks or whatever so. what about the fact that you made mention of black leaders to Biden? you know you're gonna once again pressing him to name a black woman as his running mate that um you know that that remains to be seen but I, I agree with you i think that's dangerous that you've waited this long and the group is that vocal with their demand that i i think if the biden camp if they don't do that they're gonna have a problem yeah and i think they've now they're in that corner they're in a box um you have someone who's a very prominent like van jones i think was part of he had been obama's guys always on cnn and he they sent a hundred person signed letter to the campaign the last 48 hours well that's real sloppy by team biden john that you're Uh not behind the scenes you know that constituency is hugely invested in this and the fact that they felt they needed to press it and make it obviously really public then it's a public fight van jones is going as far as saying from what i've seen that technically if they fail to pick the black vp they very much could lose the election. I mean, they're actually taking it to that level. Um, because what he's saying is if you look at vote counts that, you know, the part of the Obama years was that he turned out the black vote in a way that you, they had really never seen before. And often it is not a vote 
level that you know you can count on and he's saying in this year with all that's occurred that if the if the black vote feels demoralized or let down they could just sit it out so the fact that they're laying the stakes that high at biden um you know i i think it's sloppy that it's kind of come to this and i i also think it's troubling for Biden going forward, and I think it gives Team Trump an argument, J.D., because they can say, well, obviously, they can corner Biden into decisions that maybe he didn't want to make. Right. But they're, you know, they're, they can corner him and say it's this or else. You know what I mean? And I think that's not a, a great way to look at a future president, like that he can be just shoved into a decision. And I think that's an asset for Trump you know, to use as an argument later. What do you think it says that the fact we're living in a time, you have the terrible unrest in Chicago and Portland, and then even there's President Trump, the President of the United States at a briefing and suddenly is rushed off the podium by the Secret Service because, yep. in fact, there was a shooting in the area. I, 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 I just don't, how do you think that plays with the voters or does it even play with the voters? Well, that, that thing happened... So sudden and so quickly, yeah. but obviously the Secret Service thought it was that serious. And I mean, then yeah. we had the, um, you know, you have the optics of the Secret Service with the, you know, uh, with the AK-47. He's up on the roof of the White House. I caught one image like that. I, I think that's very sobering to people. I think that is part of what has come out of this environment where you have a lot of these Democrats who almost let's, you know, kind of winking and cheering on some of this, you know, anarchy rioting, J.D. And so they've in what have they done? They've emboldened that kind of an element that yep. says there's no rules. All bets are off. There's no borders. It doesn't matter that it's the periphery of the White House. And, you know, and, and so someone. And we don't have the full story, or I don't at this second, but someone decided that they could go that far. And I, I do think it's unnerving that that occurred. There's, um, I mean, there's a hashtag around of interrupt Trump, which I think was more about, you know, verbally. But then, you know, you see this kind of a thing and you wonder, is there like this whole other kind of, uh, you know, underhanded strategy going on and it's very dangerous Mr. the president and and um i do think you know if you have some emboldened protester they will find out the secret service and the periphery of the white house they mean business and they're not going to ask right. you a nice question yeah. and they're not going to call you a peaceful protester i mean let's That's be honest right. they're, they're going to shoot first and then yep. you know see what happened so Oops. Coming up uh, a lot more, we are going to touch on the Trump campaign and also the situation with the schools. It's all ahead with Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Now, you know, I didn't make a big deal about it, but my vehicle was actually damaged uh, by some of the protesters when I was covering one of the protests. I didn't make a huge deal about it. I wouldn't want to be the focal point, but it's true. Some of the uh, protesters, they did. They damaged my vehicle. They broke the window on the side of my car. So what did I do? I brought it to West Fountain Auto Body, and you can call them today, 272-3340. I had to get it fixed. It was obviously damaged. They also damaged part of the door. And so I took it to West Fountain. I called Kenny at West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. It's Kenny and Patricia, West Fountain folks. They did a fantastic job. With me, I mean, that's there was only one place I was going to bring it. I needed to get my car fixed. Now, listen, if you're ever in an automobile accident, something happens to your vehicle, and you need to get it repaired, call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, 272 3340, the original, the best, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. It's West Fountain Auto Body. Call them today, 272-3340. They'll handle everything for you. If you're in an accident, something happens to your car, bring it to West Fountain. 400 West Fountain Street, Providence, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. West Fountain Auto Body.
Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVest is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. you got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. You want to stay as healthy as you possibly can. And one of the ways you can do that is if you stop in and see my friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. 305-3585. Stop in at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I'll bet you've driven past that old church many different times. Now is your chance to stop in. And what are you going to find? Well, Marie is so incredible. It's My Health. It helps you with your health, your family's health. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like a kai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. At It's My Health at 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, you're going to find over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. And folks, Marie is so knowledgeable. These are all natural ingredients you want to put when you're uh, put involved as ingredients when you're cooking and it's so healthy for you and your family, plus hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use. They have vitamins for children. They're going to keep you healthy. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie. Pop by 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. What an incredible store, incredible selection. She is so knowledgeable. Just pop in. Swing in. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You're listening to DePetro Debate. Um, Donna Perry, let, let's touch on the Trump campaign. Uh, obviously, the full court press, uh, he's doing the, the briefings. They're not doing worse than they were doing. They need some dynamic to change. I think, obviously, the you know not having the rallies has hurt the president but how what is your thought right now on the state of the trump campaign well i will say i think he's actually had a couple of good days um in a few directions because you know i think first of all brass tacks you know money for people that are having a very hard year i think um despite the media portraying the way it was rolled out over the weekend him taking charge of this you know these the next covid relief bill whatever they're calling it uh, negotiations this stall nancy pelosi you know makes her arguments and um uh, mnuchin the treasury guy who i think is a very strong figure for trump and but they can't come to the agreement and trump just like went over the weekend and, and signed the executive order and said look people need the relief i'm going to put this in motion and at least there, it's going to be a, like a 400 a week um the unemployment benefit they call the en- enhanced federal benefit and mind you people on top of that jd they're getting their state unemployment benefit right so it's not like people are being left at the curb as a lot of the democrats are portraying it so um i think that that was a smart strategy by him and he he you know he jumped on them and and see it he put them in the defensive position that pelosi looks like she didn't get it done and now he's done that and i also think that the scenes of this terrible violence um, that we've seen continue and go in a different direction, whether it's Chicago, Portland, it's kind of making his case. Like when he would say, and the media said, oh, you sending in the federal troops is what triggered it. Well, that's obviously not the case because they were pulled back. When you're talking about the Northwest cities of Portland and Seattle, which are clearly lawless, not no one has control of those cities. No. Um, Never mind the recent wilding looting of Chicago. So, see, I, I think all those things 
make the public obviously uh, unsettled and, you know, a very unsettled things to see. But I also think it kind of like he's laid down this narrative that a lot of the Democratic mayors don't have good control of their cities. And they've done a lot of this very um, like placating and winking and saying, well, the protests are, you know, they're, they're First Amendment rights. And and I think he's just kind of beginning his argument is beginning to be received by the wider public on that. That's right. So I, I think one other um, campaign note that I, I would say is is, again, you don't see the national media, J.D., like I think Biden's guys or whoever is running that it's very risky because they're almost running just like a national washington kind of campaign i know they're limited by covid but um there was one report that said they really don't have energy out in the field that means out in the states and they said the trump campaign has a huge door knocking imagine that right to the door field workers and they have knocked on a million doors across a lot of the middle of the country that's at least what they put out and as far as they know biden has no door knocking effort now that's like old-fashioned on the ground real true campaigning um so i thought that was notable that you know um that they are like really out there you know that trump's guy his team is just they're like out in the country you know, and you have Biden with these um, prepackaged video tapes and CNN and everyone just dutifully puts it up. And I'm not sure, you know, <laughs> where that's I, I and I do question that. I really see the polls are tightening. I think you have been mentioning that, like yes. the national polls are tightening. I mean, no matter what people thought, it's clearly been a very rough set of months for Trump. I mean, no question about that. But. You know, I think the public, as we turn the corner into the fall, I, I just sense a different um, mentality among people are taking hold that, like, they're exhausted by the virus and yet they're feeling we have to work around it. I think that's yeah. kind of come to people's sensibility. They've accepted masks. They're like, okay, if that's going to kind of, you know, in the distancing. And so I think that, but what they don't want is to see you know, these protest groups just like smashing around um, their cities and this all this violence and ruining stores that can barely stay on their feet financially. So, you know, I don't I don't know that I think he's had actually a bit of a corner turning period for the past, you know, week or so, even though it might not be that evident from what you get from the national media. I agree with you. Uh, folks, we're speaking with uh, Donna Perry, columnist for the Sun Chronicle. Let's touch on the situation with schools. Uh, Massachusetts, especially some of their communities, are pushing back that, you know, it should be full in-distance learning. But it is, uh, in Rhode Island anyway, there's just been a full concerted effort. Uh, Bob Walsh, head of the NEA Rhode Island, saying that, you know, no child should go back. There is this big debate on whether or not it's safe. But... As, as we've kind of touched on, Donna Perry, what, what is sad to me is there are so many children that really need that daily interaction that you don't get if you're just home with the, the distance learning. And on top of that, there seems to be more of an effort to try to prevent the in-school than any type of effort to have them in school. Absolutely. And um, here's the thing. And I've been working on a feature uh, for for the paper will be out this week. And I looked more at um, the special parents of the special needs kids, something that is lost on when the media does these very um, quick reporting and they just like take a soundbite from the union head. Listen, it will have been six months by mid-September schools over here in Mass are returning around the 14th or 16th of September, six months. There are many kids who, if it's not for the school, they need that personal, in-person interaction to get very needed therapies, especially when you're talking about this large group of autism spectrum kids. Um, They have social communication disorders. They They get zero from a computer interaction, from a remote learning. So number one, there's that. Um, and and to say that you can't make some effort 
and arrange the school and yeah is it a lot of extra work yeah is it different and it's not going to be perfect all of that is correct there's no 100 percent risk-free in this by the way but they i have talked to parents jd they're exhausted they are and those kids have lost there's been a lot of setback and any educator uh who just wants to sit there and say that is is not being honest and i would point to when baker in recent days and this is what you need to see from whether it's a mayor alorza or or Ramondo, who i think is you know really trying to do some partial reopening i mean he shot back at the mass teachers association uh figure who she is completely the same way and she's been pushing for remote learning and he said listen the science doesn't back you up. They're yep. not effectively learning in remote learning. The science isn't there for you. And everyone's talked about, you know, we have to follow the science in the past six months. So I thought that was very significant. He said, you can't teach a kid to read when you're sitting on the other side of a laptop. This doesn't happen. So um, in, in Providence, which is a massively struggled school system, as we know, to begin with, and had an embarrassing, disgraceful you know the exposure of of the how they have failed kids for yeah you know sadly years or decades so for those teachers to you know sort of um just continue with this narrative um i'm sorry they they it, it's like malpractice uh in any other profession you'd fire all of them and replace them if they don't want to you know do the job so um, again, we are living in an unusual time and nothing's perfect and the risk is not zero. But, you know, you have to attempt to get kids, even if it's two days, the hybrid plans are what pretty much has taken hold in mass. I think that likely is winning kind of is what will win in a lot of the Rhode Island districts. But you do have a huge difference between a Central Falls, Pawtucket and Providence, as you say. And then when you get to suburban, to Warwick, North Kingstown, East Greenwich, and beyond. Um, but I think, sadly, it's the urban core students, J.D., who need those schools the most. They're not necessarily in the most maybe settled uh, home. You know, they may be in a very unsettling situation. And that school is the only source of, it's not just like a physical meal, but it also might be there is um, proper treatment and someone is being sure that they're properly cared for. Um, all of these things. And I, so I just think it's disgraceful when, you know, you have teacher unions and people walking around with signs that talk about, I'll be in a coffin. I'm sorry, that's, right. that's, that's uh, disgraceful. And you're a, you're a publicly paid educator. That, that's, and, and children see those signs. That's right. I, I just, I, I it's just awful and it's so irresponsible um and look you know that's the risk that everyone is facing and they've given the teachers the outs if you have a medical reason and you say i have you know compromised health and i shouldn't be in the environment i believe they have a right to you know then then they can go to be a remote learning you know whatever um backup person but i don't think you should keep tens of thousands of people out of a system because you say for you it's a risk you know what else is it's you do see the private schools for instance uh lasalle and hendrick they both like bent over backwards because they they have to be opened right because it's right. their their private schools and people pay to go there look at the difference between the public school teachers just saying it can't be done i have to make out my will i can't teach from the grave everyone's in danger blah 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 and then the public, the private schools, uh, you know, just using as an example, like Bayview, Hendrick, and LaSalle, going the extra effort and being shown that it can be done. I, I think, and and one a final thing on that is, is then Walsh and some of the others are saying they don't feel anyone should go back. Forget about just Providence, Protection Central Falls. They don't want anyone to go back. Everyone stays home. They're saying it shouldn't be revisited until January. Look at the way they're trying to say it's not just just Providence. We don't want Block Island, Little Compton, where they're going to teach right. under a tent. Think how ridiculous that is. Well, it, it's because it gives them cover. You know, they they, yes. they just want to. It gives them cover. You know, they they wanted 
the narrative of remote only, it would make it easier for them because they don't like these contentious fights and the pushback from the public and the pushback from parents that they are now rightfully getting. You know, so they wanted to this have this blanket decision. JD, it's wrong. Uh, it it's it is least infectious to children. It doesn't matter. Yes, have there been cases? Yes. I mean, you have to ignore. You know, the biased CNN headline that runs across the screen every morning of, you know, as a percentage of children being infected as schools reopen. I mean, that's what CNN runs every, you know, five seconds because that that's the way uh, for some reason they think that's um, a helpful public service. I really don't think so. But that's the thing. So, you know, this has been a narrative promoted and you're going to see it for the next few weeks. You have to listen to more. I would say reasonable governor is Baker. Um, no one would say that he has been sloppy and reckless with this virus and how he's handling mass. He got very strict very quickly. But he's also saying we have to turn a corner here. You know, you have to have a partial reopening. You have to get people back into those uh, huge office buildings downtown. And I, I just think Providence going forward, J.D., like, a, again, it's tough to see right now. But, you know, the script is going to start to get written. I, I, I worry how Providence is going to come back looking at this 12 months from now. Yeah. And if you don't have leaders who can't step up and say, uh, you know, look, we, we're going to have a city that's functioning. And by the way, and as you have done just tremendous reporting on this, you, you, someone has to now confront the protesters and say, look, uh, damage and looting and all this um, public, you know, destruction and standing around public officials' houses and screaming profanities at night on a public street. Guess what? You're, that's not going to be allowed. Because, see, you know, I think Providence is getting tainted with this. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And people are going to uh, very much hesitate to uh, to go back into the city. It's it's definitely been damaged. Donna Perry, how can people read your uh, terrific work with the Sun Chronicle? Sure. So it's thesunchronicle.com, but I post everything uh, on my Facebook page, Donna Perry, and uh, Donna Perry MA1 on Twitter, and I always post it there. Um, glad to have people follow what I'm doing. DJ, great job as always, and we'll talk to you again. Great to be here. Thanks. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call them today, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, I like to tell the story. I don't mind. But one morning, I went up to uh, get up to use the dryer and just had done a wash, and suddenly it wouldn't work. Now, did I panic? No. Did I try to fix it? Don't be ridiculous. No, I called Ryan's Appliance Repair at 401-710-7096. We made an appointment. Ryan said, Juan, I'll be there at, at 9 o'clock at 5 of 9. A truck appeared in my driveway. It said Ryan's Appliance Repair. He came right in, fixed the driver, uh, dryer Excuse me, within five minutes. And then, I think it was about two weeks later, I went to make uh, microwave popcorn. And then suddenly the microwave wouldn't work. So what did I do? I called Ryan's Appliance Repair at 401-710-7096. And then one time, even the oven wasn't working. And again, who did I call? You get the gist of the story. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Now, Ryan offers a senior citizen's discount. All work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor. And he'll also do a Saturday appointment. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. When your appliance is dying, you know who to call. Call Ryan, 401-710-7096. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Johnson Propane. Folks, stop in and see Phil Johnson. You can call him at 621 621- 8129, located 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. Now, right in front of Stop and Shop next to Wendy's, 
They're open seven days a week for all your propane needs. It's Johnson Propane. Propane tanks filled, plus they have tanks and supplies. Here's the thing with Johnson Propane. 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. They'll refill your Blue Rhino tank. Now, most of the time, if you bring it somewhere, they swap it out and they charge you 22 bucks. Not with Johnson Propane. Phil will refill that Blue Rhino tank for just $15. They're open seven days a week, right next door to Wendy's. Credit cards accepted. Nine to seven each day. Stop it and see Phil, and he never runs out. He's always backed up. Since 1971, you can depend. Johnson Propane. Bring in your propane tanks. Call him 621-8129. Better yet, stop in and see him. 904 Manton Avenue of Providence. Right in front of the stop and shop. The guy is a legend. And right next door to Wendy's, it's Johnson Propane. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380. Remember now. Providence and North of Providence. I want you to try the 99.9 FM. 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website. Visit it to petro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Right on the top on the left-hand side, you'll see where it says listen live. Just click on that. Anywhere in the world, you can listen while we're live on the air. And then right below that on the dashboard at the website, you'll see where it says radio show. If you ever miss any part of the show... You just click on radio show, and folks, boom, there it is. You can pull it up. It's all in library fashion. And remember, the uh, Facebook Live is very, very popular. Check out the Facebook page. It's John DePietro Show on Facebook. And then you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram and also on YouTube. Again, it's all under John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 401- 439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming. Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today. 439-6028. 439-6028. Whether it's tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, Emergency service, bucket trucket service, and bobcat service. Since 2006, they've been performing tree removal service. On top of that, nothing stumps. Yankee Tree Service, they provide stump grinding. Enjoy your landscape without the eyesore. As far as pruning, well, let them get up there. Oftentimes, a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down. At Yankee Tree Service, their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankee tree service.com 